Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago, and I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Appreciate you being here, gentlemen. For the guys that are here and that are fully present with their camera on, I appreciate you guys. For the other guys, it would feel good for me if you could get your cameras on. It gives Mark and I a better opportunity to connect with you and really just put a face to the name. You know, commonly, Mark and I will be on these calls and we'll like see consistent names, but we don't know your face. And we want to create rapport with you. Because although we are a transformation-based company, we also create relationships with the guys that we work with. You know, there's guys that we've known for three years that we just got to meet in person. Now, today's call, we're going to talk about weak statements. Man, I've thrown out some weak statements in the past. How about you, Mark? I mean, yeah, especially when you're trying to blame somebody for shit you did. Or yeah. blame some for shit they did. It's always yeah. about you. Yeah. You did this. You're the yeah. one. You're the reason I'm like this. Yeah. You ruined my life. You ruined the night. You're a bitch. Your dick is small. Yeah. Well, you're. Damn. Who's been talking to you? I never had that one before. I, I've never had that happen. However, <laughs> I've had a guy confide in me and share that with me. Wow. She yeah. said his dick was small. Man. Yeah. And he responded with, yeah, well, you're is loose. And guess what? Now we're just in a shit storm. Guys, put the number one in the chat. If you've ever found yourself in a shit storm or just sitting there like throwing you statements, like accusing you, you did this. Yeah, well, you did this. Put the number one in the chat if you've been there before. Michael, I'm so glad you're here, by the way. Yeah, Aaron, we've been there before. Scott G, Jerry. Yeah. So we've all used some weak statements or about three of us have. I mean, shit, I'll throw my name into the ringer. I have before. I think man, it's not always it's not always like that toxic either. Right. It's not always like, oh, a lot of times it's just if we're not paying attention to what we're saying, it can come across that way. It's it's really the anti of taking ownership. It's like like she'll say something and you'll be like, well, yeah, but you do that, too. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. like yeah. instead of actually receiving what she's saying and hearing her and making her feel heard and understood, we just like throw it back at her. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of like, man, what I hear you saying is I've been rude. Correct. Correct. Like we can't just meet someone with that because we're so just pissed off in the moment. Yeah. I cannot hear what you were talking about. Can everyone else hear me? Give me a thumbs up. Yeah. Guys- we can. Yeah. Everyone's hearing you. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That's your go-to tip for tat. So guys, do me a favor. When it comes to weak statements, these are accusatory statements. Share some examples in the chat that you've actually used. Some things you've actually said. So I'm curious. Yeah. And and really it's, it has everything to do with it because we got to put some context around this. 
it has everything to do with our, our inability to want to own our shit, right? Because in communication, the easiest thing to do is to blame someone when we feel shame, right? And so if we're accused of something or if a person is mad at us and we don't know how to give them space, our automatic response is to throw it back at them. And that's the danger of the what we call weak statements. So using these you statements, well, you do this, you do that. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, you're an alcoholic. That's a, that's a yeah, it's defensiveness is what it is. So yep. it's like, instead of you being in a posture of love and a posture of, hey, I want to communicate with you in a healthy way, let's do a healthy, even grapple, right? Like, it's not that we're trying to um, hurt them, but it's like, hey, let's, let's kind of have some back and forth here. And that back and forth can be not necessarily spirited or heated, but it can be spirited. And that spirited is just like, hey, I hear you. This is what I'm saying, or this is what's coming up for me etc going back and forth yeah you always you make me feel insecure isn't it funny it's like you never take responsibility yeah because it's it's essentially what we're doing is we're blaming and there's that statement where there's shame there is blame right so it's like anytime you're blaming the other person anytime you're you're sort of hitting back at them more than likely you're feeling something and i mean how much more powerful is it for you to be present with your emotions and actually realize Hey, what I'm feeling right now is shame because you said this to me. And because of that, I now felt I had to defend myself, right? How many times like that's what we do. It's because that's literally all it is, is we feel in the moment we have to defend ourselves. Why? Because nobody is defending us. So in this moment, I have to, I have to look out for me. Why? Because nobody has ever defended me in my life, right? As a child, I grew up with the idea that people that love me don't actually defend me. Yeah. Am I on tracking with you guys? Is this making sense? Yeah. And so we create we create this ecosystem in ourselves that's based on toxicity of I've got to protect me. And the only way for me to protect me is to stand up and say, I'm going to push back when you say these things. Instead right. of coming at it from a healthy place and hearing what the other person's saying, we don't have the ability to. Because yeah. it's literally like they're saying a thing and it triggers us immediately. And it does, and it, and it may not even be like bad. It may not even be like she may like, she might even say to you, you know, honey. Sometimes when you do this, it makes me feel this way. And you're like, oh yeah, but you do this. Well, yep. but well, you do the same thing. Yeah, I did that all the time in my last marriage and arguments. Is like she would say this thing, and it wasn't even like toxic. It was just like, hey, I feel this way when you do this, and I'm like, yeah, but you do that. What's your point? You do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the automatic. That's like us trying to do what? Defend ourselves. Yeah. And when we have to defend ourselves in a relationship, guess what, guys? You can't have emotional connection. Yeah. If you can't, if if you have to defend yourself in a relationship, you don't have emotional connection. And if you don't have emotional connection, you don't have a marriage. Yeah. Right? Why? Because women crave and need emotional connection. And so do men. We need it as well. We just need it differently than they do. Right. Women need it as the first towards sex. Men need it after sex because that's the way we're wired. Right. We're wired more physically, mentally. They're wired way, way more emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I want to add to that, you know, when we have that defensiveness, that stonewalling or that critic where we're constantly critiquing the person or feeling critiqued, it's one of the four horsemen. 
one of the four horsemen of Dr. John Gottman. And just like the four horsemen of the apocalypse, it means the doomsday of the relationship is on the way. And, you know, this is why, like, the defensiveness, like, the moment I recognize that in myself, I am well aware there is a little boy inside me that feels like he needs to defend himself because no one is defending him. How many guys relate to that? Just give me a raise of hands. Yeah. So we've got our weak statements here. Now, guys, tell me, when you were saying that weak statement or when you were receiving that, how did it make you feel? What feelings did you have? Tell me some feelings in the chat. And I can pull up an emotion wheel and drop it for you guys as well. You know, a lot of the guys that work with us and thrive, we literally pull up the emotion wheel with them so they can clarify, like, am I sad or am I anxious? Am I depressed? Am I despaired? Because as men, we're usually really good at sharing like three emotions. At least that's what I got from my dad. Happy, mad, and sad. Anything yeah. in between was foreign. And yeah. most of the time, it was happy or mad. Yeah, anxious about abandonment, out of control, angry, sad, pissed, unheard, accused. Yeah. Yeah, so share a few emotions, Jay Dillard. You were anxious. What else? What's up, Joshua? Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Anxious, abandoned. Yeah. Felt lack of control, angry and sad. Yeah. And see, this, this speaks more to who you are as a man than who she is as a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the only reason you're feeling that way is because you, you don't actually know your true emotions and you really don't know who you are. Right. And so what happens is you have the inability to sit with your own emotions, sit with your own, you know, um, framework of, of feelings, et cetera. And because of that, it doesn't allow you to be able to sit with hers. And so what we do is we create this, this pushback of like, Hey, I can't, I can't give you space. I can't give your emotion space because I don't know how to give my emotion space. Yeah. If I, if I don't know how to sit, and I, if I don't know how to sit with my own emotions and feelings, guys, I'm telling you, this is one of the biggest culprits I see on calls with guys that are wanting to join thrive. It's because they don't know how to fucking sit with their own emotions and be okay. And so they find themselves doing, spinning their wheels, doing shit to push those emotions aside because we don't want to feel it's too fucking scary. Some of you in your mind are like, if I feel I will kill somebody. If I feel I will break down emotionally and I will be nothing. If yeah. I feel, et cetera, fill in the blank. If I feel Why? I'm too vulnerable. Yeah. But like, I think it's more, it's more than that. It's like, where do they go with it? Yeah. Right. Like some people are like, if I feel I'll see red. If yeah. I feel I will literally want to kill somebody. If yeah. I feel I'll want to hurt her. Mm -hmm. Why? It's because we, we have no grid. We have no grid. We become like 10 year old children, you know, who like has no emotional regulation. Yep. I, um, my, my five-year-old is my daughter, man, if, if she doesn't get food by like six o'clock at night, she's a terror. And it's like, she has no regulation. She's crying. She's this, she's that. 
And it's like, dude, what is wrong with you? Oh, you're just hungry. We figured this out when she's about three. She literally gets hangry. And then you give her food and she's happy and cheerful. And Joey knows her. She's got a great personality. But I'm telling you, when you don't feed her, she's like a terror. She's like the the gremlin when they get wet. Yeah. It's the same thing for us, though. Because if you don't feed your own emotions, if you don't feed your own soul, if you're not taking care of your own fucking needs, you are going to be an asshole. You are going to be a fucking prick. And that's what happens. And so therefore you accuse her. You do this. You shove, you shove it back because you haven't dealt with these things here. Yeah. The resentment, all that stuff, the anxiety, it's your body, your mind's way of processing internal emotions that you've never actually dealt with. The body keeps score. The body yeah. keeps score. The body keeps score. It's been keeping score your whole fucking life. Yep. You have problems, you have addictions, you have all these things. It comes from those areas where we've not dealt with that pain. All we know how to do is cope this way. And in that coping, we find ourselves not having to feel. If I cope this way, I don't have to feel it. If I don't have to feel it, then I'm good. And then, it, and then something triggers us and fuck, we're not good anymore. Yep. So now we got to go and cope again. And for you, coping may look like just blaming her. Coping may look like just being angry and screaming at her. Coping might be you getting ticked off at your kids. Coping for some of you is being just an absolute dickhead to the people who love you the most. Think about how fucked up that is. These these children who are innocent, some of you are emotionally abusing your children. You are calling them names. You are saying things to them that are hurtful. You are destroying their souls because of your own fucking shame. My dad did this to me. If you were at the event in Nashville, you heard me share my story about my own father and how he treated me and the wounds that it created inside of me. And the truth is I started Empowered Man for my dad, not for men going through divorce. This is just where I can catch you because you're finally ready to fucking look at yourself in the mirror and finally ready to do the fucking hard work it takes to become empowered. Some of you will, some of you won't. Some of you will will make every fucking excuse in the world and some of you won't. But at the end of the day, it comes back to that your inability to look yourself in the mirror and be okay with your emotions and be okay with what you feel is causing all of this shit. And God, imagine if you took care of all that and it wasn't showing up and wasn't present in your marriage, your marriage would be completely different Yeah, because your wife would feel safe with you. Your wife would feel like you were a, a safe place and she can go and feel heard and understood. Many, many, many of the affairs would not have happened had you been a safe place. Many, many, many divorces wouldn't happen if you'd have got off your high horse and actually listened to her. Yeah. So what were we gonna say? Yeah. No, I'm just I'm just reaffirming. You know, I also completely agree. You know, if we believe the saying is we have two ears and one mouth. My yeah. mom used to say that to me. And I was like, yeah, but I like using my mouth more than my ears. Yeah. So what I'm hearing, Mark, is if we had a better opportunity to listen and actually share what we feel instead of just accusing, we might end up in a better place. Correct? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's simply this. And I think what we want to do is give you kind of like a practical way of looking through this lens. The first thing is you've got to just fucking stop. 
Like, don't just respond. If you're, if any of you have actually watched any of my, uh, my toxic texting stuff or whatever, I kind of like some of this over talk over text because you can like process what you're saying. You can slow it down a little bit, but you can't always do that in the moment. And in the moment, what I would say is you got to stop fucking talking. Yeah. What that looks like is just slowing down, right? She's saying this thing and you heard it being present with your emotions. You're going to feel it and go, I'm not going to respond. I'm going to give myself five seconds before I respond. Count one, two, three, yep, four, five. Got it. So what I hear you saying is that you're frustrated when I don't take out the garbage. It makes you feel like I don't value what you have to say. Now, I can do that from a communication standpoint because I'm after the truth. If you're not after the truth, you're after validating the lie you already believe about this person. Oh, come on now. (laughs) If you already believe a lie about your wife and what she thinks of you and how she sees you, you're going to constantly be trying to validate that lie. And that's why you respond in your toxic bullshit. You're constantly looking for, you're scanning the environment to validate lies you believe about your wife, your job, your kids, your money, your bank, your Bidens, your Trumps, your whatever. We are constantly scanning the environment. It's like a a, a scientific thing, social cognition, whatever. I don't even have the name for it, but it's what we do. We're constantly scanning the environment, looking for belief that like the, the thing that we believe that to be true, right? We're never actually looking for the opposite of that. And so what we empower men to do and thrive specifically is to slow the fuck down and look for the actual truth, the actual truth for what is happening in this situation. Is your wife actually mad at you? Is she actually going to cut your balls off and divorce you? Is this really what's happening? Or is she frustrated? Is she angry because she feels hurt? Anger is always a secondary emotion. It's not the actual thing. Some of you are just so afraid of your wife, so afraid of what she's going to do because of your own shit. And you don't have those emotions. This is so huge guys. Like this isn't just communicating. Like, like you can, you can communicate these things and we can teach you how to parrot. Oh, when she says this then say this, we say this, then say this, you can do that all day. But if you don't deal with the emotions behind these things, you're going to be fucked. You're going to be fucked. Yep. And it comes back to your desire to want to change. So that's the first thing is like being brief, be, like slowing it down, hearing what she's actually saying before you respond. The second thing is then processing what she actually said. And yeah. thrive, one of the things we teach is this, car, this concept called setting the narrative. And it's where you basically go, so what I hear you saying is this. There's something I learned from Brene Brown. What I hear you saying is this, or the story I'm telling myself is this. If you're in a more toxic situation, use the, what I hear you saying is this, because that's, that's conflict, right? And we're, we're trying to manage this conflict in a healthy way. So especially when you're like triggered or when you're feeling something, it's like, oh man, that hurt. Um, so what I hear you saying is you think I'm an asshole <laughs> and she'd be like, no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm actually saying is this, this, and this Yeah, got it. And it's a, it's a listening technique. Go ahead, Joey. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm just, I'm agreeing with you. I think many, many times we won't even acknowledge what the person has said. Yeah. We just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And get it. You just keep going when it's like, what, did you even hear what I said? Yeah. And I've, I've had to share that with guys like that we work with inside our program 
where I'll say something and it'll be like, yeah, but and I'm like, wait, wait, slow down. Acknowledge what I actually said, you know, what I hear you saying, because that creates cohesive conversation. If someone feels unheard or like you just scathed over or brushed over what they said, triggered, let me pick up the javelin. You never listened to me. And then suddenly you're in the same place you were. Giving yourself that opportunity to slow down and actually listen, not only through setting the narrative, you know, we also have this tool called empathetic listening. And it means actually listening to what your partner is saying and reframing it to them. But you can't do that if you haven't fucking dealt with your emotions. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know what you feel, you're just like, I feel mad. That's all. <laughs> if, if that. Yeah. It's more like a grunting. Or like, or like Yeah. It is the yeah, grunt. How, how many guys are the grunters? Put the number two in the chat. If you're just like, I'm just, I'm just, I don't even know what I am. I'm just something right now. Put the number yeah. two. Especially when you get, when you get into that place of just fucking like, you don't even know you're, you're just yeah. like, man, cause, cause communication, I did this in the communication masterclass is that men's brains are wired from, from like front to back and, and women's brains are like a fucking spaghetti mess. So it's like, we're very logical or, or excuse me, it's this way um, in our, in our lobes, right? We're very logical. It's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth women. It's mm -hmm. like, uh, it's like all over the place. And so that's yeah. why they, they're able to feel more than men are men typically are more logically based or um, in, in their approach, but it's like, you still feel those emotions. Yeah. And so it's kind of like a computer. If a computer has gotten too much input, I don't know about you guys, but I have a Mac. And so if, if I give too many inputs to my Mac, I suddenly start getting the pinwheel of death. Anybody ever get the pinwheel of death? That's what you're experiencing. It's the pinwheel of death. It's like, fuck, I don't even know what to, I'm not sure what is happening. I'm doing this. And that's where we have to slow down. How does the pinwheel of death go away? Stop hitting the keys. Stop doing all the shit. Slow yeah. the fuck down. Let the processor catch up. Let the processor catch up. Your processor can only handle so much. How do you, how are you able to process more? You upgrade your processor. Some of you have to upgrade your processors so that you can process at higher speeds. How does that happen? Going through the motions, doing the stuff, challenging yourself constantly. This is what we do in Thrive. It's part of the, it's part of the whole thing. It's like when you're communicating with other people who are using these exact tools, it becomes way easier for you to start doing it at home. It becomes way easier for you to do it in other environments. Why? Because you're practicing the stuff. You're doing wow. the tools. You're not just trying to do this shit on your own. Yeah. And so many of you are just like, you're looking for knowledge. You're looking for information. That information can only get you so far. Yeah. Because ultimately what happens is there has to be transformation. You yeah. can have read all the books. You could know everything there is to know, but without transformation, you're just fucking prideful. You just yeah. have a bunch of knowledge. And that's, that's sad. That's sad as shit. I mean, I could read a book about Joey and I could learn all the facts about Joey. I, you know, you, I could be like, yeah, when Joey was 19 years old, he did this. And when he was 26, he did this. And I can know all these things about him, but unless I've met him in person and, and actually looked in his eyes and have seen him in public and seen him with different people. I've seen him in private and done all this thing. I don't really know him until I know him. Yeah. That goes the same for you. Mm -hmm. You don't really know you until you've gotten to know you.
And that yeah. only comes through being in a place of mirrors of reflection. You guys ever seen those, those uh, movies where it's like person ends up in this room and it's like mirrors everywhere. Mm-hmm. Why is that the scariest fucking feeling in the world? <laughs> because everything is being exposed. Yeah. And that's the environment though, that creates the most growth. Because when you can see everything all around you and you can see above, you can see below and you can see these things, you can go, God, this is a lot of shit I got to work on. But you're not going to get that with your friends. You're not going to get that with your buddies. Your buddies ain't going to yeah. say shit about that. If anything, yeah. they might say, oh, you need to fucking lose weight, go to the gym. Yeah. But they're all not going to be like, bro, you need to communicate better. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I, I just want to add on to that. I'm all for having great friends. And I'm even more for having amazing friends who are men that call you out to call you forward. That's one of the things that I love about our friendship between Mark and I, because even when guys, just because we know how to communicate doesn't mean that we don't have disagreements, but when we have disagreements, we sit there and we're like, what I hear you saying is this correct. And if we can't find resolution, we're like, I believe we should take 10 minutes of space and come back and talk once we've cooled down a little bit because it goes both ways. But what we're getting at is this. If you can't understand how you feel and if you have no knowingness of you, that's where it starts. Now, we live in a world that is obsessed with information, yet lacks application. We have both here. We will not only give you the information, but we will give you the application. So I want to expand on what we were sharing in the chat. You know, we know what weak statements are, right? Just kind of give me thumbs up for my guys that know what weak statements are. Now, you know your feelings that are there. Now, I'd started to share this with Jerry in the chat. Now, I think, Mark, I'm just going to make an example of Jerry's yeah, into a power statement. So, Jerry, you feel hurt because she's living with someone else and you can't go home. So I asked you, how else does that make you feel? Because that makes you feel what? Like, what do you feel? Share that in the chat and I'm going to put all this together. So I feel hurt because she's living with someone else and I can't go home because it makes you feel what? What's the other part of that that you're feeling? Give him a second to respond. Does he have his camera? Can we just put him on? Yeah. Jerry. Just bring him on. Let's let's bring you on, brother. We want to help you out. Let's get you unmuted. Guys, we're going to get, yeah, he says he's mad. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jerry, we're going to give you some live coaching right now. Let's get you on. There we go. What's up, Jerry? How are you doing? Good, man. Better now that you're on. You ready for this? Yeah, go ahead. Hit me. Awesome. So what I just put in the chat is the way that we share a power statement. I feel X emotion when X happens because it makes me feel like. So yours is I feel hurt. And mad. Upset. And I mean. I didn't give her what she wanted because I'm out on the road working. I didn't pay attention. I neglected my wife. She found somebody who would. That makes sense to you? 
So it sounds but like I'm you're actually, it sounds like you're mad at yourself. I am. Yeah. I have mm. been mad at myself since this happened. Yeah, I take yeah. it out on myself. I'm worse on myself than anybody else can be. And well, I'm down on myself. So I just, uh, I shut myself off. Yeah. And that's part of what led you to this place, because if you're someone who's constantly down on yourself, how can you ever be up on yourself? And why would a woman want to be up, be with someone who's never up on himself, but always down on himself? Well, she's lived on the road with me for 13 years until we built this new house. And then she you know, got involved with this man because I was out on the road making a living for us, thinking it was for us. She got involved with this other man because I was never there. I wasn't there to give her what she wanted. And when she was, I took it for granted. And and, and that's my fault. I blame yeah. myself for that. Yeah. I mean, definitely separate her action from your action because what she did was fucked up and wrong. You didn't cause her to do that. However, you created an environment that allowed her to do that. And that's the part we're going to own. So with your ownership here, what you're basically saying is I'm disappointed in myself. I'm disappointed in, in, in the fact that I allowed this to happen by being on the road and not prioritizing my wife. And that makes me feel sad or that makes me feel whatever. Yes, I'm very sad about the whole situation, but we are we are talking now. So and this other guy's supposed to be gone, but she done fell in love with him. So I don't think she'll ever get rid of him. Yeah, probably not. You need to listen to my affairs training. Um, Archie, if you can drop that in the chat here. Um, uh, yeah, like that stuff doesn't just go away. So yeah. um, he's going to drop that if he's on. I think he's on. Yeah, Archie's on here. Yeah. Okay. He's so got you your that in the chat. Yeah, if you could drop that in the chat for uh, for Jerry here. Um, so I think you need to listen to that. And then also the coming back to the marriage um, training as well. Those yeah. two will really kind of give you some framework because you're right. It's it's not that simple. They don't just they don't just leave. They don't just come back. Um, yeah. There is limerence and it's it's a long process. Yeah, and let's not get into the limerence conversation because yeah. too many guys try to ask us about that. And to be honest, those small details aren't part of the bigger picture. But yeah. you are. Yeah, you are. I think I think this is more an opportunity for him to express his own emotion about himself. Yeah. As much as like, and this is guys, this is where this thing can be used both ways. It's, it's not always that you have to use this in context for co conversation with your wife. This can also be used for yourself, right? This is where it's like, if you actually know what you're feeling and you actually know what you're going through and experiencing, you can then take those words and listen to it, sit on it, be okay with it before you even express it to someone else. Yeah. That's the sitting with your own emotions piece. But yeah. my thing is, I, I speak before I think about what I'm saying and I'm hurting the situation worse. Yeah. That's and that's why you need to focus more on listening and asking questions than you do on speaking. Because ultimately what a woman wants to know is is she is she heard and understood? Yeah. Does is she seen? That's what that's what women crave more than anything. And the same with us. We we crave the same thing. We want to know that we're heard and understood. Heard and understood to us means we're respected. Heard and understood yeah. to a woman means she's loved. Yes. When she doesn't feel loved, it's because she doesn't feel heard and, and understood. Everyone mm -hmm. connect with that? Does that make sense? Like, that's yeah. what's happening. Yep. I do appreciate y'all talking with me. This has made a help. This might help me down the road. Should You're help welcome. you right now. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's going to help me right now, but it's going to help me to to realize that I can't. I got to think about what I say before I say it. Yeah. 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 So I'm dropping these trainings for you down mm -hmm. in the chat. I'm dropping the trainings for you right now in the chat. Man, uh -huh. I recommend. Oh, I recommend. Oh, sorry, you're playing in my background, Mark. And there we go. I'm going to drop these trainings in the chat for you. Um, Jerry, let me know that you've clicked those because the coming back to the marriage training and how to recognize if she's really ready to come back, both of those are going to be extremely supportive for specifically where you are at. Okay. All right. So awesome. do I just go open the chat back up and click on them? Yeah. Go ahead and click those links in the chat. Or Jerry, Jerry, what's your last name? Ward, W-A-R-D. Jerry Ward. Awesome. Yeah, feel free to click those. And if possible, I'll look you up in our system and I'll try to send those over to you, okay? All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate awesome, it. Awesome, man. Appreciate you coming on, Jerry. Thanks for receiving that feedback, man. Love it. Love it. All right, we yeah, close this thing down? Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've given them a lot of really good information. You know, yeah. we talked, we brought you guys through weak statements, how to clarify how you feel and how to make some power statements, guys. And realistically, before you learn how to do anything else in communication, you need to learn how you actually feel. Yeah. Truly. Like that is the fundamental foundational ground level of being able to communicate. Because if we're just like, I feel angry, that's surface level. We got to go deeper. Because realistically, yep. you can only meet your partner as deeply as you've met yourself. And the same thing can be said for them towards you. Now, for the guys that got a lot from this and you just want a game plan on how to get out of where you're at and you just are really kind of unsure. For those guys that are unsure and they're ready for transformation and you're just ready to figure out like, how do I stop feeling this shitty way that I'm feeling? Put the number two in the chat if you are ready to stop feeling how you're feeling right now. Just so I can get a gauge of who's ready but, for that. But not only that, I, I would add to it like that, that you are getting clarity on where you want to be because yeah. it's not enough to like just try to drown or like try to stop drowning like ultimately what who we help are guys who actually are ready to like move forward in life they're not just like they need a life preserver um yeah life preservers are usually reserved for therapy yeah um, we're, we're not here to therapize you we're here yeah. to fucking coach you up to become an empowered man stop being a little girl uh stop acting like your little bitch and become yeah. a man yeah yeah so with that being said those guys that are ready for that those guys click the link that we're going to drop in the chat That'll get you on with one of our advisors and they'll come up with the game plan with you. Now, we need to clarify first, like what's actually happening and if we can help you. And if we can, we'll share some ways how. But if we can't, you'll walk away with the game plan on how to get through what you were going through and get to the other side. So all those guys that just put two in the chat, follow that link. There's no obligation. It's literally our way of helping you because we can't help you unless you want to help yourself. And that is your first step in the direction of helping yourself. All right. Awesome, gentlemen.
I appreciate you all being here and I will see you on the next one. Peace. Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.